0: Welcome back to the Medus in Paris podcast. I am Zen, and this is a podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or exotic destinations. And somewhere surrounded by a, in a room, surrounded by a bunch of succulents, or how I'd like to think it, um, is Lee.
1: Hello, hello. Yes, I'm trying to get my tropical feeling going on and starting with with greenery. <laughs> how many how
0: many succulents do you have currently that you're More growing? More than 200. Oh More than 200. God.
1: Or the, I think mean, some of them are in baby jars. Yeah, you know, and that's going to be my next podcast: is growing stuff with no clue. Um, and that's more me having no clue than the 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 plants themselves. But yeah, like literally, it's it's all over my patio. It's in my garage, and now I'm I'm actually giving them away this weekend. I'm going to put a big splashy thing out there and make the world greener.
0: You're you're not the crazy cat lady. You're the crazy succulent lady. (laughs) Don't
1: don't get me wrong. I'd love to be the crazy cat lady, but my cat won't allow me to be the crazy cat lady. So, you know, the succulents is the next best thing.
0: Hey, I would do (laughs) cats too. So Um, our other good friend is Emily.
2: Oh, hello. I am a good friend. Thank you.
0: I'm not sure if you were surrounded uh, with succulents by chance, but...
2: (laughs) no crazy woman, lady i'm more like <laughs> and that's only when we're traveling at home i'm like crazy candle lady I have <laughs> oh, a hoard of oh
1: that sounds so good oh
0: the things we're learning about each other today okay but in california we're pretty lucky right now um our covid cases are going down and vaccinations are going up And if you haven't paid attention to our last few podcasts, that makes us very hopeful about some travel of some sort this year, probably domestic. And hopefully if you're one of our listeners, you feel the same way. But where should you go? What are the tools you should be making that decision with? Well, today we're going to be telling you about our tentative plans for this summer how we made them and um, some of the tools we used and hopefully it can spark some ideas for you but as always before we begin boy i didn't get the b in the begin Um, (laughs) i'm slurring for some reason a word from our sponsor the events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives but fearlessness is the mother of reinvention Change your career. Prepare for a promotion. Start a new business with the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education's fully online professional certificate programs. Available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. Find out more at ce.uci.edu. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us.
1: Okay. Ever since I got my second vaccine, all I can think about is travel. So what I'm (laughs) hoping to do before I got my second vaccine, um, what I'm hoping to do, I already have a trip planned for the summer, but it's not really that splashy, um. Well, it is. If my family's listening, I've been waiting for this for so long. But it's our annual uh, summer vacation, and we're going back to Cape Cod. So I'm looking forward to that. It's the land of lots of beaches and ice cream and, and stuff like that. So so that's my first trip um, off, the, off the, the cuff. Now, uh, as far as risk is concerned, uh, I feel pretty confident. I was reading uh, online the other day, and... Shout out to my home state of New Hampshire. They're, they are topping the list in the U.S. with 64% of their population has already received their first dose of the vaccine. Fun fact, though, it's kind of easy to do when you only have 2.5 million people. It's okay. <laughs> we'll let them feel good. Um but, yeah, I mean, the fact that I mean, of the top ten, at least four of the of the states of New England are in the top ten as far as vaccine rates, so that's making me feel better. I've already flown twice during the pandemic, and so it'll feel good to to breathe a be silence. fearless, yeah, or at least less fearful of the folks yeah. around me. Um, if only because I'm protected, I'll still wear my mask. I probably won't wear my, you know, that plastic face shield this time only because it's just such a pain. I forget to drink and I'm always like clunking it (laughs) (laughs) more than once, more than once on the same flight. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's some of what in all of my family, um, has received at least their first vaccine, all of my family over the age of 16. So, so I feel pretty good about that. Um, And I, I, my heart, honestly, my heart would be broken if I, if they were on vacation and I wasn't there. So that's, that's my first trip.
2: Love it. Um, sounds delightful. Um, I will go next. I am not really sure when my next vacation is, but last year I may or may not have mentioned on the podcast, but last October, my friends and I um, a couple of us went to um, Bryce Canyon, Zion, National Park, and um, Antelope Canyon. And we bought the um, the annual National Park pass, which is like 80 bucks for a year, oh, which is awesome. So smart. It's such a good investment because if you're going to a national park, you're usually going to pay like $35 a vehicle a day to get in. So, might as well just get the eighty dollars one, and then you can go to as many as you want for a whole year. Uh, Also, another hack, which I don't know if you want to like risk it, but if you get into the park early enough, which is my friends and I usually like to get a pretty early start anyway, because of you know you get to beat the crowds and do what you want to do, and it's not too hot yet. But if you get to through the entrance like before they open, basically, or not before they open, but like before the (laughs) rangers are at. the little entrance place checking, then you can technically go in without paying. But again, I don't know if you want to risk it, but we've noticed like whenever we would drive through around like 7 or 7.30 um, or earlier, then there's no one there checking. I think they start checking around 8.00. So that's a little hack for you. But this year, um, since our pass expires in October, hoping to do at least one or multiple, but at least one like national park trip um, again, and hit a hit up a couple. So there's the local like California local one. Uh, I guess like weekend trip that people can do is hitting Yosemite, Sequoia, and Kings Canyon, and they call that I just learned the majestic mountain loop, which I thought was cute. Oh, that
1: um, sounds – you should get a patch for that. Like, there should yes. be a patch or a badge or something that comes with doing that or a members-only jacket.
2: Right. <laughs> 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 members-only jacket will be awesome. <laughs> but it's exactly what it sounds like. You, It's basically a loop, so you can either start at Yosemite or start – so start north in Yosemite or, like, south in Sequoia. But you make a loop and you spend a day in each park, essentially. And it's, like, from where we're at, probably – four or five hour drive depending on which park you're going to first but it's not too too far away so there's that one or utah has utah and colorado have beautiful national parks um as seen from zion and bryce canyon but there's a few national parks in that area the only thing is that driving there from where we are is a huge commitment (laughs) I don't know it's just when we drove out to Zion it was like we left at maybe five like after work on a Friday night here and then we didn't get to like Zion until maybe like 1am or something it was just like it's a hard drive if you're gonna be doing things like every single day but willing to make that sacrifice Um, But there's like you can go to Capitol Reef or like Arches National Park or even hit up Grand Canyon, Monument Valley. There's just like a huge array of national parks over in Utah and Colorado. And I heard, um, that the Nash or the, the park service in those States are a little bit, they keep things a little nicer than they do in California. So something to think about too.
0: (laughs) Oh boy. So I you you got your vaccine, right, Emily?
2: Yes, yes.
0: Okay. So that's one of the factors for you. Oh, yes, I'm um, so sorry.
2: I didn't even talk about the <laughs> the, uh, the risk level. Um yes, I did get I'm fully vaccinated, um but again, I don't think national parks to my knowledge at least are doing any sort of like cap- max capacity sort of thing. But again, I like to go Well, there
0: the, are max capacities on national parks.
2: I guess I never feel affected or I never think about being affected because we we usually go in the mornings, like early, <coughs> early starts, and then we're kind of out of the main touristy parts by the afternoon. I basically, we like to, you know, not be around pr- crowds as much as possible. So I always take that into consideration. But yes, I am fully vaccinated. But always also check the National Park Service if you're looking to do national parks, check their website because then they'll also give you kind of like a rundown of the latest updates, whether it's COVID-related or like seasonal related if things are closed. Um, yeah.
0: So my sister-in-law just went to Yosemite last weekend and they said it – Oh, uh, not last weekend, last week. They actually rent like a cabin or something like that and they said it was a zoo.
2: Ooh, <clears throat> might be because of like the it spring, was spring break. break i was gonna say spring break
0: <laughs> it was a sp- it was spring break but used to be it's funny because the last you know this is actually 20 years ago holy smokes but it used to be yosemite was a kind of abandoned no one went but over the last 10 years people have in the united states and that's fantastic have discovered national parks and they become a increasingly uh desirable place for people to go to so um they get crazier and crazier so uh for me um i do have uh i am vaccinated how my wife is vaccinated however i have an 11 year old and the 11 year old is not vaccinated yet and may not be uh well we don't know we, the, there, it hasn't <clears throat> there has been no approvals uh, they're still working on clinical trials to see if it's safe for children. Um, so my tolerance to risk is kind of low because, um, well, I can't get sick or my wife can't sick. My daughter potentially could get sick. So I had to choose kind of vacation things to do, um, that I think are kind of low risk, um, to her. Um, I'm not so worried about myself. <clears throat> um, I look these things up. If you go to the uh, CDC, um, actually, I was actually thinking still, can we travel somewhere? Um, And I look at the CDC. um, Also, the New York Times actually has a really, really good um, COVID kind of panel things. And you can see which counties um, throughout the United States have flare-ups and which ones don't. Um, California is one of the better places. So I think we'll stay in California this year. Um, and like you, um, I was thinking, can we do something that is outdoors? Um, but how do we keep away from people? Um, the top two things that came up with was an RV, rent an RV Mm -hmm. and a houseboat. Mm -hmm. So I, some friends did that and they said, you know what, go get yourself a houseboat, go out to a lake take the houseboat out and spend a week on the houseboat and you'll have the best time ever. You know, you just cook and you swim, you hang out on the deck, read, you know, if you got a cell phone, you you still have some internet and just, just relax, just chillax. Um, so the houseboat seems very, very high on my list. Um, and then possibly, I don't know. Um, if things start looking really good, maybe somewhere in San Francisco or San Diego, but that's still kind of to be seen. So. Well,
1: it's funny. Okay. So household, I would love to do that. Um, And as, folks may, may or may not know, every year I usually travel in March for my birthday. Um, didn't go anywhere this year, but one of the things I was thinking, now houseboats are just so big and I would feel kind of a little lonely on it, but I was thinking, I was actually looking at... You um, could
0: bring a friendly.
1: I could bring a friend, but uh, I don't like people. Uh, no, and my cousin, <laughs> <for> <laughs> no, I do like people. Um, <laughs> and I like my family, Uh it was one of those things that I usually take a solo journey, and so I was actually looking at um, Airbnb and renting a boat, like a small boat, because um, a lot of times people will rent their, you know, yes. their sleep aboard, um,
0: so and cool. you don't go
1: anywhere, yeah. Except here in Orange County, people were charging like cuckoo <laughs> rates for it, and I'm just for, like,
0: for a what
2: just to cuckoo rates uh,
0: for, a no,
2: for like a boat. Yeah. Any boat. Cause people are oh, like, taking okay. their boats out like 24 seven. So
0: got it. Got it. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah it's super so, cool. Like, or like the going. Rate, like, be-
1: yeah. Because before I had seen it like 70 fucks. Five, wow. 75 bucks a night, <laughs> which is totally reasonable. But this now during COVID, I mean the, mo- the most reasonable one I saw, and maybe it's because I, I was looking in March, um, was $250 a night, three night minimum. And you had to book a four hour cruise with the skipper oh, what? at another $500. And I'm like,
0: whoa, I've seen
1: Dana point. Like, I love me some Dana point, but like seriously. Um, so the whole thing would have come out to more than a grand and I'm like, well, if I'm going to do that, I'm going somewhere else. Um, so yeah. So I, 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 I put that one on the shelf, but I, that was my thought is I'd love to just, literally just sleep on a boat feel the waves listen to the you know listen to the sounds and it doesn't have to even go anywhere but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little crazy now if, if if we have a you know one of our listeners if you're listening and you've got a boat and you know you don't mind a a very small very kind person sleeping on it you know i'll bake you some cookies and throw you some money
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> you know? and if you're cute maybe we could call it the date yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm open to positive. I, I, I'll bring wine. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, definitely one of those. That was, but I, yeah, the houseboat for sure when I can bring some friends along and stuff like that.
0: Oh, I know. The one other thing is, um, I had an spectacular experience with a beachfront hotel. Ooh. So, yeah, so, um, in California, um, don't go there i want everyone running there and like driving up to hotel rates there's a small city south of san diego called imperial beach Mm. and they have hotels that are on the beach or across the street or whatever and it's a very it's like a little seaside town it is touristy and the the I've been on in one of the uh, hotels where the hotel is actually on the beach, and they have small suites for rooms. And our room actually, all the actually all the rooms face the ocean. So when you're in the room, you open up the windows and you just hear the ocean roar. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go downstairs, it has outdoor balconies. So the hallways are uh, open and the elevators are relatively open. And you can walk right onto the beach. And the best thing is that they, uh, they will loan you all of your equipment. So if you want a boogie board, you don't have to bring your boogie board. Boogie, they'll loan you the boogie board. They'll lend you your beach chairs. They'll lend you the umbrellas. They'll, they'll give you their towels. And so it's even better. You don't have to worry about dragging all that stuff out to the beach.
1: That's awesome that is that is fantastic
0: yeah it's and and it's we had some it was not that expensive when we went last year uh no two years ago I'm sorry two years ago we went late in the season mm-hmm. and it was very this it was very quiet I don't know why it was so quiet uh at the time but I was expecting it because you look around it's like this is designed to be like a tour city. Where is everybody? But it was really quiet in 2019. So um, I'm hoping maybe I could go do that again because that seems fairly low risk for my kid. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, yes. I uh, had, I forgot what I was going to say, <laughs> as a note to that. But uh, I did find um, a website when <clears throat> just. I I was looking for a website just to see if anyone kind of like collected all this state information into like an easily digestible uh, way to view everything. And maybe not, not necessarily going straight to the CDC because sometimes that's like a lot of information to go through. Uh, But I found this website called it's called Sherpa, but it's in partnership with American airlines and it looks like it's a Canadian website built website or anything, something like that but basically go just like search sherpa american airlines on google and i'll take you to this website where you can actually um, input like where you're flying from where you want to fly to and then like the dates you're flying and it'll pull up all this information on like do you need like what are the restrictions in that area like do you need COVID negative covid tests things like that just but like an easily you know user-friendly kind of view that makes it kind of nice to look at and it's fairly up to date like today's april 16th and they've added updated april 16th Um, and you can check domestically united states and also internationally so it's um a fun website to browse if you are itching to go somewhere to find somewhere that um is a little safer for you to go to but uh not on that note kind of on lee's and zen's note on like local-ish stays uh if deserts are your thing then like joshua tree palm springs get an airbnb out there and It's like totally secluded, in a sense, small communities. Um, And you just kind of get some like a little staycation. If you're, again, this is from the point of view of a Southern Californian, it's a little bit of a staycation, but you're kind of like in the middle of the desert. So a little bit of a change of scenery. And it's not super populated, like super dense populations out there, uh, depending on where you go. But I personally would rent, like, an Airbnb that probably has no one around me. Uh, Kind of like Lee, I don't want to talk to people. I just want to sit and enjoy the peace. Um, If it has a pool, that's a plus. Uh, But, yeah, it's just something, another, like, drivable place if you maybe don't want to be at the ocean for some reason and you are more of a desert person.
1: Well, in the build off of that, because I I'm a huge Joshua Tree fan, I love the you know this great hiking out there. I love the kind of nonconformist vibe, um, and all of the space. But it yeah. really, really, really to make the most of your experience, you got to get out of town and go to Pioneertown. Town, like a twenty minute drive. The t- Pioneer Where is
0: this? Pioneer of- Town.
1: Pioneer Town. It's about twenty minutes outside of Joshua Tree. It was literally, it's a town literally built to, yes. built to film Westerns.
2: Oh, so, oh that's what that is.
1: That's what that is. Okay. So it looks like you are in the old West. Um, like the, t- and it's, it's tiny. There's a still a, a real working uh, post office and stuff like that. But the true highlight, I mean, and so you can go and take some fun little Instagram moments, that like, kind of pictures and stuff. Um, some great local artisans making, you know, pottery and stuff like that. But what you really want to do is you want to go to Pappy and Harriet's. It is a restaurant, make reservations. Um, the food is good. You know, it's, it's a, it's a bar restaurant. Um, it gets super crowded at night and they have live music. And the reason why you want to go is because you never know who's going to be there. For example, Sir Paul McCartney just kind of showed up on a Saturday night (sighs) And played what? for over an hour <laughs> and a half
0: because just for giggles
1: yes, it's got because it's such a great like it's a sm- it's a relatively small place um, but lots of big names show up there because it's not a it's not you're not doing a produced sort of huge gig so if you just want to play music and connect with people, you never know who's gonna play um, I've been there and I, I mean. Paul McCartney wasn't there that night, but that was okay. Um, But it's just got this great somewhere between a dive bar and an old home restaurant vibe. Um, So it's Pappy and Harriet's, and it's just going to make your trip to Joshua Tree all that much better.
0: Wow,
2: that's very cool. Yeah. Um, I sometimes browse on Airbnb. Just, you know, I love looking at potential places, adding them to my list. And I always see Pioneertown as like when I look up um, Joshua Tree as Pioneertown always shows up as a location and I never really knew what that was. Um, so great tip. That's awesome Um, and then also there's a ton of people out there so what Lee was saying earlier about people renting out their boats uh, that are not necessarily in use in Joshua Tree uh, people rent out like their airstreams or Mm -hmm. there's like yurts or Mm -hmm. just like super very unique desert homes like um, people have renovated like um, there's like shipping containers to kind of build like a tiny home uh, so it's just little fun types of lodging experiences out there. So, oh, yeah,
0: I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. I was talking to somebody about it, but I have a friend who, through Airbnb, rented a airstream. And what was interesting was that essentially they rented the airstream. The airstream owner drove it out to the campground or wherever they were going to go and then left it and then he, all he had to do was drive up to the Airstream and then just you, he used the Airstream and then after the week he was done, he just left the owner came, picked up the Airstream and went away <laughs> so he didn't even have to drive the Airstream and put it on the back of his ca- truck or car, he didn't even need he just drove to the Airstream Airstream was at the campground, stayed for a week, done.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. Because then you don't have to worry about people who can't drive. Yes, right. I mean, we all remember those stories from the beginning of the pandemic of folks who bought rented Airstreams and RVs and fifth wheels and got them stuck in, like, the McDonald's drive through and (laughs) blessed their hearts. I didn't know I couldn't fit under the tunnel. Yeah. It's like the Ever Given all over again, but not the Suez Canal.
0: Yeah. So... Have you guys, uh, okay, so something, other things I should, I think we should discuss, uh, before we run off too, is that it's still, I believe, if you are coming back to the United States, uh, first of all, before leaving, you need to see if they're letting you in, um. I think as up to last week it could be currently present. You can't even go to Canada in the United States unless you have a business reason to go to Canada. So Canada doesn't want us. But even if you could get into Canada in order to return to the United States, you need to have a, va- a proof of vaccination. Oh, not proof of vaccination. I'm sorry. Proof of negative you have to have a negative test. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a if you don't have a negative test, you must stay in that country for 10 days. Oh, um, before you're quarantined in that country for 10 more days before you can come back to the United States, negative test or co- 10 day quarantine. Um, at one point it was 14 days. So there was a lot of Americans. If you don't have your COVID vaccine, if you're not vaccinated, who were going down to Mexico to go into resorts and then coming back to the United States, getting ready to come back, taking their tests and finding out, Oh, I caught COVID and now I'm stuck here for another week and a half to two weeks. Mm. Um, well,
1: and it's interesting how some places are messing w- or varying how they're doing quarantine. Cause I want to say I was reading about one of the Caribbean islands and you basically can split your quarantine between two hotels. Um, so you do like t- five days in this hotel and five days in that hotel. So it's, it's kind of that, once again, not the U.S., but still kind of like, okay, well, we know that you're going to be stuck inside, but we'll make it a little bit more enjoyable.
0: Well, actually, what's interesting is a lot of the packages in Mexico are if you come and you do catch COVID, you – we will keep you – We you can stay with us for an additional 10 days. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, that's okay. So they went down there. They got these luxurious suites, and they're down there. They caught COVID. And then they go, okay, well, unfortunately, you caught COVID. Uh, Let us move you to your new room. And it's like, what? They don't let you keep the suite that you borrowed, that you rented. They put you in in the COVID wing, and they put you in a small (laughs) hotel room for 10 days. And you can't leave. They bring you food. And if you don't have, like, lots of these things that are all-inclusive, if you don't have the all-inclusive, you have to pay for the food being brought into you.
2: It's the fine print, so
0: yeah, there's a lot of little tiny fine print. So, uh, I was like, anyways, it's just one of those things that's like, you know, even if you have you are vaccinated, there is a slim chance, but just be aware if even if you could go to another country, the United States does have a quarantine rule about coming back to the United States. So,
1: always important to read the fine print,
0: yeah, always. Otherwise, if if i didn't wasn't concerned about my kid i'm going anywhere that all the museums are open (laughs) you know i mean i guess it's like why not go to san francisco as long as things are open or you know if you're vaccinated uh wear your mask be careful but you know you don't have much worries and hopefully and, and you shouldn't you're they don't know if you're contagious or not, but you probably are not too much of a threat to other people either. So, mm-hmm.
2: right.
1: I tell you one thing I regret, and um, just hearing about all these like domestic travels and stuff is once upon a time, not so long ago, um, we owned a 1974 VW uh, Westphalia van. So, for those of you who don't know what a 74 Westie looks like, it's the kind with the pop up top, um, it sleeps four comfortably. Um, and this was vintage. It was absolutely vintage, uh, original interior, the whole nine yards. And I miss having that because it just made these local trips so much easier. So for example, we would go to Temecula, which is Southern California's wine country, um, stay at a campground that was kind of like filled with people who were trying to get off the grid, uh, and then just drive to the wineries, you know, and it just made like made weekend trips so much easier to plan and execute, not even plan, but just simply execute on the fly because you could just go and you always had a place to stay.
0: You know, my buddy has something called a scamp. Do you know what one of these things Mm -hmm. are? Mm -hmm. They're they're like a 10 by 10 fiberglass trailer that has a bed, you know, and a converting and it has a stove and you can put like a chemical toilet in it. And he takes that thing everywhere, you know, And it's, it's, and a scamp is very light. If you own an SUV, you can pull a scamp on the back of one of those things. Mm-hmm. They're only like a couple hundred pounds. So, um, <clears throat> you can take a scamp anywhere and it's, it's really convenient when, um, if you don't want to own a Westphalia. Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, and that was the challenge we had with the Westie is that like the, the, the engine is probably smaller than it felt like a lawnmower engine. So going up like out here, the 74 Ortega Highway, it's a little bit hilly and mountainy and all that. And, you know, you're going even downhill with a tailwind, maybe 65 miles an hour. Um, so you, you might be like ticking off your, your fellow uh, drivers on the road. Uh, <laughs> but gosh, it was just outstanding. It was, just, it was a delight.
0: VW Factoid: The engine in a Westfalia. You had the old one, right? What year was it? Oh yeah, seventy
1: four.
0: <clears throat> seventy four is the exact same engine that they put in the nineteen seventy four Beetle.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they sound exa- they sound exactly like.
0: Yeah, it's not like it's it's not like they put the bigger engine into the van. They took the same small <laughs> engine that was underpowered in the Beetle and put mm-hmm. it into that thing. So and it's air cooled and cool car, but. <clears throat> Yeah.
2: Yeah. Super <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> um, but yes, man, that car is awesome. I'm just looking at pictures right now. Um. <laughs>
1: it was wonderful, and I truly, truly miss it. Um, I wish I had kept it um, because You're that's – I, I literally would have I, – I, I looked up um, how much it was worth
0: <laughs>
1: after <laughs> it was uh, – after it was gone mm-hmm. and at the time, and this is probably about maybe five years ago, it would have gone for $23,000, $24,000 and we bought it for five.
0: Yeah. Nice. Look up how much it costs now.
1: Oh, yeah. It's cuckoo. I mean, I saw one. It wasn't even a Westie. It was just like a regular 74 um, VW van. And I had just asked the owner on, you know, how much, how much did you buy this for? He's like, oh, we got a great deal. We only spent like 27,000. And I went, oh, oh gosh, kick myself, kick myself.
0: Yeah, they're, they're super, people just want them so badly right now. So
2: awesome. Okay. I think we've covered a pretty wide set of um, options, depending on your risk level for a some summer travels this year possibly uh, hopefully
0: you get some ideas <laughs>
2: yes hopefully you get some ideas uh, i did want to mention you mentioned camping lee uh, i recently just learned this i don't know you probably will know this but i recently learned what blm land is bureau of land management <laughs> so that was cool um uh, it's basically just like land that you can freely camp on um, versus like i Again, I'm such a noob to camping. I The last time I camped was when I was like five and my parents took care of everything. But I guess regular camping, you kind of have to like have a permit or, you know, like pay or do something, you know. It's not just free or you can't just like show up. But BLM land, you can just kind of show up. Uh, that's kind of cool. Um, anyways, thank you for tuning in to our I don't know. What are we calling this? Our where to go in 2021 episode. We will Desired destinations. Yes. And so we hope you guys had as much fun as we did. What did you guys think? Let us know on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more.
1: And if you're newer to our podcast, welcome, because we don't just talk about topical things. We also talk about a lot of destinations. Uh, so check out some of our older podcasts on Italy, Taiwan, and of course, France, just to name a few.
0: us in Paris is the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at CE.uci.com edu for their professional courses thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time
2: bye i guess we should say bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>